0: And yes. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Um, a while back when I was reading the psalm, I noticed that it was written um, by the sons of Korah. I'd always, when I heard that song, I always thought it was um, that David had written it. And then I was reading about the sons of Korah, and they, they worked in the house of God. They were, they. I don't know if they were necessarily gatekeepers, but they were temple workers. And so uh, working, you know, because I thought, well, is it better for me to be I think it's better to be in the, you know, at church for one day than doing a thousand uh, days doing something else? But that was fulfilling the will of God in their life to be a doorkeeper in the house of God, and it, it is better to spend, you know, spend one day in the will of God than a thousand days doing something else.
1: Amen. 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 That's a great word. Can you take that? Thank you. Hallelujah. Well. Hallelujah. I didn't give you my notes today because I didn't want to be tied to them. Usually I give you my notes. If you have a Bible, you can look at Matthew 6 and verse 10. I just want to say personally and from Molly and I, a giant thank you to all my leadership, all my volunteers. If you volunteer in some capacity in this church, could you stand up real quickly and just give yourself a hand. Give these people a hand. We love you guys. These people should be standing over here but but anyway, so uh oh, well anyway you you work they said they're not volunteers, they're my family. I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> I get, it might mean they're coerced i don't know, but no no um anyway it's it's just crazy how uh how many people it takes to make a church like this go, and all the things that have happened, and um, God's really faithful, it really works, and so I just thought, I wanted to do a really simple message this morning, and um, I'm going to talk about testimonies in just a second, and then I thought we might have an opportunity for some of you to give a testimony, and um, we'll just kind of see what happens. Uh, I do want to get out just a little early so we have time to eat, and I know some of you are probably concerned about getting home before the Chiefs game. And so, <laughs> there, I, I promise you can eat, and you can ha- you can sign up for small group, and you can still you can still make the game. So, uh, Matthew six and verse ten, um, actually verse nine says, "Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name." Verse ten says, "Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." It's It's the Lord's Prayer, because Jesus taught us to pray that. But really, it's our prayer. And in uh, Revelation, there's a picture of heaven. The Bible describes it as the New Jerusalem. And it says, the New Jerusalem is coming out of heaven as a bride adorned for her husband. This picture of a a cube, this big building, descending from from heaven. It's kind of a strange image, really. Um, I'm sure that that's a, a, a future physical place and everything. But it's, it's a picture, you know, how many of you know Jesus probably isn't interested in marrying a building? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we know from other places in Scripture that the bride of Christ is the church, right? And so what we've got in Revelation 21 and 22, in my opinion, is this, is this picture of the church. And, and as God puts people, the Bible says in Ephesians that he sets people in the church as it pleases him. As he shapes us together and he fashions us in unity, not uniformity, not everybody's the same, but in unity we have like purpose. Uh, What happens is this building is, is shaped together and it provides like a conduit from heaven to earth. And that's really the goal we believe of church. We're thankful for the promise of heaven, but Jesus gets us to heaven. And, uh, you know, he's taking care of that. I don't think about trying to get to heaven very much anymore, thank God, if, uh, because I know that that's Jesus. Jesus died for my sins. Jesus takes care of it, okay? But, but what I have responsibility to do is to uh, get heaven to come down here. Amen. And in some respect, what, what I need to do is realize that it's already here. Uh, Habakkuk says that the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, we tend to misquote that and say that the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Now, I think that's true also. But he says, actually, that the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory. What's that mean? It means that as the church figures out who they are, that blinders will come off of people's eyes and will begin to notice all of the glory that's already here. We'll begin to notice all the good things that God has already given us in Jesus, And we'll begin to be thankful for those things. So big picture, that's uh, kind of our mission as a church is that we want to we wanna see heaven come to earth. And we just want to be part of what God's doing. We believe in revival, that God's moving on the earth. Great things are happening. Hallelujah. And so we're just trying to more and more figure out what, we, what our part is in that. And so I had four things. Um, really quickly, that I think we, we try to do as a church that I would just share. Number one, we try to help people encounter the Holy Spirit in authentic and powerful ways. And we try to make it so that it's not too weird. Now, I don't know that we always succeed, but we work on it, all right? And, and we believe the Holy Spirit's real and uh, that, that he helps people. And so we like you to encounter him uh, number two, we try to cheer up your theology so that we see God for who he really is. Um, and I don't say that flippantly. Some people's theology is really depressing. It is. All right, and now you, well, what, you know, well, some people are like, well, I need to go to church and get depressed, Pastor. That's, you know, it makes, that's how I know that it was serious. Well, The Bible says in Romans 14, 17, that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody said joy is one-third of the kingdom. Man, the gospel ought to make you happy. It ought to cheer you up a little bit. And so we try, to, we try to share the scripture in a, in a way that teaches us, hey, God loves you. He's not against you. He's not, he's not bringing evil into your life. He's not trying to cause all kinds of problems. He's the answer, not the, not the problem. Number three, we try to do life together as a community of faith. Um, you know, we try to get to know people, and we love you to get to be in small groups and, and connect with people, and we try to, we try to live together. Not, I, you know, I'm not a perfect person. I don't do relationships perfect. It grieves me when I screw the relationships up, but we're trying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we care about it, and we care about you, and we want you to be in connection with other people. Uh, one of the worst things that happened in the Bible is David took this guy, Uriah, and he put him on the front lines of battle, and then he said, now, everybody withdraw from him. And Uriah was killed. Uriah was a great warrior. He didn't have any problem winning a battle when he was surrounded by his brothers, but when they withdrew from him, he was in a a world of hurt. And so we believe one of the reasons that you, you have church Is because everybody needs four crazy friends. Which are the guys that'll lower you down into the, you know, wherever Jesus is at. They'll open up the the roof for you. And so we want we want you to meet some crazy Jesus believing people here. And and you know, we're gonna keep standing with you. Now sometimes people are like, well, you know, this problem. Well, look, we're just gonna keep believing God. We're not going to quit believing God. We're going to believe the promises of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. My pastor, who is a great man, he says a lot of things over and over, like Jesus is helping us. And, and you know, there's the, uh, Paul said this, to, me, to say the same thing to you, for me it's not grievous, but for you it's safe. Yeah. That's Philippians 2, verse 1, I think. And he says, look, I'm going to say the same stuff over and over because it provides safety and stability. So my pastor always says, look, just keep believing God. Just don't quit. The promises of God are true, and if you'll keep believing them, they will work in your life. And then number four, we want to reach out to others in love and humility. So we want to... Honor those that disagree with us. We want to uh, reach out to those that don't know Jesus, not by beating them over the head with the Bible or whatever, but by showing them humility and, and service and connecting with them in a genuine genuine way. So I think that's kind of a big picture of what we try to do as a church. All that fits really good on a slogan, but getting past all the slogany stuff and heaven on earth stuff, if you really press me, Pastor, what's the deal with the church? What are you trying to do? Here's what it is. I'm trying to help people. That's really all it is. That's really all. I'm just trying to help people. And I think it's working. And so we're going to keep doing it. All right. Turn in your Bible to Revelation 19 and verse 10. I want to talk about testimonies really quickly and just teach you a simple principle. Revelation 19.10 says, And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant and thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Now here's the kicker. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. For a long time that verse was totally confusing to me. The testimony of Jesus. What's the testimony of Jesus? It's just anything Jesus has done. The story of Jesus. So stuff Jesus in the Bible, is Jesus still doing stuff? Sure hope so. Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What Jesus has done is the animating force behind what he will do. What Jesus has done, prophesies about what he will do. If you can find Jesus doing it in the Bible or in somebody else's life, that prophesies to you that he'll do the same thing for you. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this works in a lot of areas. Uh, The the area I first learned it in was the area of praying for the sick, and I, I learned this, and I actually learned that the Hebrew word for testimony, the root word, means do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime you hear a testimony, it's like it releases power for that thing to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, uh, I thought, well, that's cool. I'll give it a shot. <coughs> that's really the attitude you ought to have in the kingdom. If, if you hear something that God will do, you might go, oh, I'll try it. Now a lot of times when you try something at first it doesn't work. Yeah. Now in this story it did, but I've prayed for lots of things. <laughs> Man, I've led I've led so many Bible studies that nobody came to. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: a good Bible teacher, but nobody came. But I wasn't used to be as good as I am now. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> Hallelujah. So a lot of times the first time you try something, it, so don't get discouraged. Just just go at it again, yeah, okay? But but this time it actually it it worked. And so what I did, I was at this meeting and I I told this story about a lady that I prayed for one time um, that had diabetic nerve damage in her um, uh, knees down into her feet. So she had she had numbness in her. Uh, Feet. Hadn't felt her feet and her lower legs for months. And I prayed for her, and the feeling returned to her legs. Hallelujah. So I told that story at church. And uh, when I told the story, uh, uh, there was a lady right down here, and I said, is there anybody here that's got you know nerve damage, particularly in your legs? And uh, this lady raised her hand, and, and we were praying for a whole bunch of people at once. So she stood up, and we prayed for a bunch of people. Uh, but I found out later what had happened to her. Is she'd had a double knee replacement, and when they did that, it uh, messed up the nerves in there. And so she had uh, chronic pain in her feet uh, continuously from this surgery. And she had to, she ha- always had to wear open-toed shoes, and she had to stick her, you know, this sounds Silly, but imagine this is you. She, she had to stick her feet out of the covers every night. Because she, if she put her feet under the covers, the pain would be too intense to, to sleep. And so uh, she stood up. So the testimony of Jesus, spirit of prophecy, right? What, it, what he has done testifies about what he will do. So I said that testimony. She stood up. Some people around her prayed for her. And uh, she was healed. And she called me the next day. And she said, I slept with my feet underneath my covers. Hallelujah. And so I thought, well, that's cool. That works. So I I went to another meeting, and I told the story about the first lady and the story about the second lady. And I got a little bolder, and I was like, does anybody have any nerve damage at all? And there was a guy there that had um, a nerve problem in his his arm. And Jesus uh, healed that guy. And so it was, you know, I was like, man, this works. So I've been telling those stories. And uh, a lot of times people get healed of, of uh, nerve damage. Now, I told this one time, and it was really interesting. As I told it, uh, the presence of God just started to touch this guy right down here. And I, wouldn't, I didn't pray for anybody, but just in a physical way that the presence of God began to manifest on this guy. And so I noticed it, and I went over there and prayed for him. And uh, you could see God touching him. I don't know whether he was all the way better or not because I didn't, I didn't talk to him after that meeting because I had to go to a, a board meeting. But anyway, uh, it's just this reality that if you hear something that God has done, you can reach out by faith and receive it for you. Yeah. So it'd be wrong for me not to, uh, to do this, so let's just take a moment here. Does anybody have either chronic numbness or chronic pain due to nerve damage. All right, if you want prayer, stand up. Thank you, Jesus. So the worst thing that'll happen is nothing, okay? So nobody, nobody stress out. All right? How many of you can believe God with these people? All right. So if you're... Uh, near one of these folks just lay a hand on their shoulder we're going to pray together really quickly what Jesus has done prophesies about what he will do Father right now in the name of Jesus we just release breakthrough into these people's bodies Holy Spirit let your glory come let healing come into the nerves feeling return where there's numbness Pain go where there's pain. I bless the nerves. I release new myelin on all the nerves. All that damage just be healed. Spirit of trauma be broken off right now in the name of Jesus. More. Holy Spirit come. More. Spirit of God is touching you, Rhonda. More. Thank you, Jesus. More. Take a break from praying for just a second. Don't move. If you receive prayer, I want you to check out. Move, move your body. If you're at least 80% better, I want you to wave at me. Don't be discouraged if you're not. You're 80%. That's tremendous. Give Jesus a hand. Anybody else? Anybody you're 80? You're anybody 50% better? Right here? Okay, now look, those of you that aren't better yet, that prophesies to you about what God wants to do, so don't be discouraged. Let's pray again, okay? Let's get the rest of it. Father, thank you for what you're doing. We just release more. Let more of your breakthrough come. I Bless the nerves more. Thank you, Jesus. More, more, more. Full breakthrough right now. Let all the pain go. Let all the feeling return. Um. I feel like for somebody there was like like an accident or something. I don't. I don't think it's a car accident, but some kind of, some kind of trauma. Um, mm-hmm. If that's you, you, you you might need to you might need to just say out loud, "I forgive whoever did that to you." Um, You don't have to, you just do it real quiet. Just say, I forgive him. Father, in Jesus' name, we just release wholeness. Let breakthrough come all the way in Jesus' holy name. Amen. All right, everybody check it out one more time. If you're not, if you weren't 80% before, but you are now, wave at me. You're 80% now. One more, got one more. Give Jesus a hand. Where are you at? You at 100 yet? 90? A little bit. That's really good. Praise Jesus. All right. Anybody? Who, who? Who? What are you at? You're still tingling. Well, that's good. You're okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Everybody can sit down. If you're not all the way better, we'll pray for you after church. Well, that's cool. I didn't really want to turn this into a healing meeting. I just, whenever I tell those testimonies, I feel like there's a responsibility to pray for people. So, um, anyway, and those people that are better are happy. So, thank, thank you, Jesus. All right. You know, I was talking to my wife, and she was like, you know, she she's a physical therapist, and she she uh, worked on this person, and she the guy got like. 90% better, and she was feeling bad because she couldn't get the last part. And, and then she was like, Well, wait, they're 90% better. <laughs> and I, I'm like, You know, and she was like, If I'd been praying for them, I'd have been happy. And I was like, Yeah. And I thought that encouraged me. You know, the physical therapist thinks if it's, you get 90%, you did good. Uh, Randy Clark has this, he did this research on it. Anyway, don't get off on that. <laughs> I'm trying to focus. All right. What I wanted to do was, was let people just give a couple testimonies about things God has done these past two years. Um, so when you give a testimony, there's, there's a couple things you need to do. First of all, you want to glorify God, not the devil. So what that means is spend more time talking about what God did than all the, the problems. Yeah. Okay, Tell us what the problem was, but then tell us how God fixed it. The other thing is you don't want to get up here to draw attention to yourself and then you want to be honest. All right? So, you know, don't don't pretend you were like super Christian or something if you if you weren't. Now, if you if you knew and you had total faith that God was going to bring the answer, then tell us that because that's encouraging. It lets me know you can be that way. But if you were like, "Oh my God, I'm going to die." And then and then God <laughs> delivered you anyway, tell us that too because that that encourages me. Because it means God helps me even if I'm Stressed out sometimes. Okay? Use this simple framework. What was the problem? What did God do? And then what's life like now? What was the problem? What did God do? What's life like now? Now, if you're hearing a testimony, three rules. Listen in faith, not in skepticism. Learn to celebrate what God has done. Genuinely celebrate it. If you want a breakthrough, you need to learn how to celebrate somebody else's. I try to teach my four-year-old my two-year-old this. And and in keeping with that, you know, if you're thinking about, try not to think, well, what about me? Now, what what happened to other people does prophesy about you, but not everything that occurs has to be about me. I'm not the center of the universe. So God does stuff sometimes. It has nothing to do with me, but I can celebrate it because it's exciting. Okay? And then, uh, so basically what I wanted to do is just, is just give um, people an opportunity. You know, we've been doing this for two years. Uh, a lot of you tell me amazing things that God's done in your life through the church. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I really, uh, my heart in this, I'm not looking for a pat on the back or something. I, I, you guys honor me a lot. I, that's not a big deal. What I would love is all the people that volunteer and make all these sacrifices that don't always hear what God is doing. I would love for them to hear some stories about how, um, you know, they're making a difference. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So um, here's my request. I, I want to do a few of these. If, if being part of the church has blessed you in some way in these past two years and God's helped you in something, um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to come up here and, and say something. We'll, we'll do them quickly because we've got to go eat the pizza. But... <laughs> But I want people to hear about what God's doing. And I'll say this. God loves you whether you testify or not. And we love you whether you testify or not. But if you testify about something God's done, it'll glorify God. And so if you don't testify, then what happens is you potentially limit the glory that God can receive. It's also true that you potentially limit somebody else rob somebody of a future breakthrough. Because your story might encourage them to believe God. All right. So all that being said, if you would like to share something real quickly, um, come up here and come right up here. Yeah, come up here, Barbara. Just make a line. Come on up. The rest of you come up while she's going to talk. So go ahead.
2: Um, The first thing that came to my mind is since coming to church here, I'm way happier and the other thing is, I've been coming to churches since I was born again at the age of 25, that's a long time, and I always liked coming to church, but now I love coming to church, <laughs> and, the, and when I leave church, I'm way happier than when I came, and God also healed me of some level of cardiac disease, I was having failed EKGs, And uh, I went in then again, it was all past. I have not had any chest pain. And that's
1: just a small bit. Amen. Hallelujah. That's great.
3: I'm gonna go off of her feeling happy thing. So I started coming here about a year ago. And um, so my job, my profession is I'm a firefighter. And I have been- Thank you. um, (laughs) Thanks. That's awesome. But so before coming here, uh, for a, a long stretch of time, I had had this um, crippling fear related to my job. Um, and it was, it was the most fear that I've ever had. It was terrible to go to work. I hate I didn't like it. Oh. Um, I came here the first day, my family had started coming here and uh, Casey was leading worship and I was just standing out there and for the first time in months, I was at peace oh, and I go, that. and then I leave. <laughs> And then Monday, it was the same thing that I had been living. <laughs> I went right back to that. So I was like, well, I want more of that. Amen. So I came back the next week. Uh, and it lasted two days. And long story short, it just, over this past year, has been such a cool journey. And uh, Amen. I was actually sharing this with a guy at work the other day. And um, he goes, so? He's like, do you still get scared? You know, what? And actually, to think about it, I actually had to look for it. <laughs> I was like, no. That's the, awesome. I go, the confidence that I have in the peace that I found is far greater than the confidence I ever had in the fear. Amen. Woo! And Woo! there's just no place for it.
1: That's awesome. That's tremendous. That shows, I love, go, go ahead. I, I love, you know, my favorite is when we pray and there's like a breakthrough immediately. But sometimes sometimes life's a journey process. So just have grace with yourself.
4: So mine's kind of similar to Emily's. Um, so I started coming here, I think, February. Um, and I, I, I've loved singing my whole life, but I've had, t- I had terrible stage fright. I was like, <laughs> no, like terrible. Like I, I took a letter grade lower to not make a speech in class once. Wow. So, I mean, I knew that's I loved amazing. to sing. And so I came here and I saw Casey and I was like, I had this vision. I was like, I saw myself up here singing. And I was like, no, that's crazy. <laughs> And and then I I told myself, I was like, I should audition. I may not make it, but uh, I should try. And I mean, now I'm up here, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm not afraid to do it anymore. And that's that's crazy to me. That's
1: awesome. That's great. Go give Casey. Come come over here.
0: I mean, but she but she told me that as soon as she got up here, it was like this is what she's made to do. Amen. amen. I asked, her, um, I asked her a couple weeks ago, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? She's like, <laughs> you guys know, I mean, she's like 19, so I, I, I thought she was like 25 when I met her, but,
5: um,
0: but I was like, you know, she's already pretty grown up, but she said, no, I think I want to be a worship pastor now. Amen.
1: So, Hallelujah.
0: So I will kind of go off of kind of what you're saying, but um, um, my background before I came here was pretty rough in church. <laughs> Um, I was fired from my last job where I was working as a worship pastor for something really um, Well, I was working as a worship leader, let me get to the point there. but um, um, I was never given the role. I was never given the title of pastor wherever I would go because I was a woman. Every time I would go, they would um, there were people in the church that had a problem with that. I was always in a pastoral role. I was doing devotionals with my team and, and teaching them and doing all those you know pastoral worship pastor, what a worship pastor does but I was never given that title. And uh, we had to move, we lived in South Kansas City, Missouri for five years. Um, and whenever our boys were diagnosed with autism, um, we needed to move to a different school district so that they could get the services that they needed. Um, so we were looking in the on the Kansas side so that we could move so they could get services because our insurance didn't cover um, their therapy uh, when they were little. So we had to move to a good school district. And so we felt like the Lord said, "Oh, Lathan, there's a whole like, story that i could go into that's i uh, would prophesy if anyone needs like a housing break, breakthrough breakthrough come find me and i'll tell you our story because it's amazing but um long story short we ended up finding a house in olathe and uh we ended up it took us a while to get into our new house it was like two, two or three months and i had been looking i'd been volunteering at another church um, just on their worship team for about a year at that point um, and just kept kind of kidding like resistances or I, would, I would come and like try to volunteer and try to do more and try to be more involved and I, would, I just kept hitting more walls and um, but I, I just felt like the Lord you know I, I this whole time I'm checking Craigslist once a week so <laughs> I'm like looking for a new job and I, and I even told the worship pastor at the church where I was singing at the time I was like I'm probably gonna like this is what I feel like God's called me to do I'm probably gonna find a new church at some point so I'm checking Craigslist in the gigs department to take, um, like, not even in, like, the, like, jobs department. I'm, like, in gigs. Like, like I'll just take one night where I can come lead worship at a women's conference. Like, I'm happy. Um, so, and there was, like, literally this one thing that popped up. And We'd already bought our house in Olathe. We're getting ready to move. And um, there's this one thing, like, literally was one sentence. It was, like, seeking spirit-filled worship leader in Olathe. Like, and it was, like, it g- g- gives you this... So I was like, all right. Well, I mean, it was like the smallest thing. Like, That's
1: all my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had no faith for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. He said he had no faith to find a worship pastor on Craigslist. Um, so, but I like responded and it was like such a small thing, like a gig. It wasn't even like a job posting. And I responded and sent my resume. I was very professional. So I sent my resume in and, um, and, uh, and I never heard anything back. But I felt like the Lord said, you need to call, there's, the, there's a number on it. You need to call them and see if they got your resume. So I was like, okay, I'll We do were that. out of town. Yeah. But anyway. And so I called, and uh, long story short, like, I, I was, you know, ended up meeting Max and Molly, and, uh, and I kind of, in the beginning, signed on, because I didn't know, I had, which was so crazy, because the Lord is so good, like, to show you exactly what's right, but I had gone a year and a half without having any job prospects. And then right whenever Karis came up, there were three that came up. And, uh, and three different opportunities, I literally was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but, you know, I told them, you know, I'll do the first few services, I'll come lead, you know, that's really, I think, all they were kind of looking for anyway, was like just someone to lead for the first few services, and so I came in, and, uh, you know, fell in love with the church, and fell in love with what was here, and I'd had a hard time fitting in, just in, in other churches, and one of the first sermons that Max gave, was about how religion tries to make us into all bricks, where we get laid out in the sun and all dried out, but we're supposed to be natural stones that are built, and that Jesus will piece us together as a master craftsman. Amen. And I was like, oh, that's what I needed in my life. So I just felt like it was just right, and it was like literally as soon as I, as soon as I told Max, I'm like, I'm all in. He's like, all right, you're the worship pastor. I was like just this confirmation in my life of like whenever everybody else will write you off and say you're not qualified, say you're not able to do the things you're saying, saying you're not able to have the title that you have been given, then God will just ordain you. And then uh, it was just so, it was just such a powerful experience of just seeing God break through and, uh, you know, just seeing him from just a little blurb of a gig on Craigslist of how much breakthrough, like you guys, you don't know. <laughs> like if you're not on the leadership stuff, you don't know what Maximal you're like. Like <laughs> The leadership at this church is so unlike anything I've ever experienced before in my life and has um, brought so much healing and so much um, made me believe in church again. And I just telling my people, I'm like, if you don't love your church, then you should find a new one because this is what it's supposed to be like. Amen. So Amen. believe awesome. that. Woo!
1: Come on up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go quickly, guys, but I want, I want to hear what you got. Come on up. Go ahead.
5: Well, my story is kind of in progress but um, I was blessed and um, to grow up in a Christian home and to know the love of God and to feel the love of God and I, I could honestly say that I felt like I was a favored child of God um, growing up and, and um, my husband and I have served the Lord and loved God and experienced tremendous things, but there went a season where things got very, very hard and life just became a disappointment after a disappointment after disappointment. And um, I began to be afraid to pray. I began to be afraid to ask God because it felt like if I said out loud, this is what I want that it would be the one thing that wouldn't happen. Wow. And um, the last couple of years have just been a culmination of on top of everything else, just huge. Um, we, we spent 30 years of no debt and in two years went about almost $30,000 in debt um, over things that we had no control over. And um, came here, and church had not been a safe place for a while, and when I came here, I felt safe, and we started coming, and there was a night where um, they were having a healing service, and I came forward, and I was like, I really don't even know why I'm here. I don't know. Um, I don't feel like I want to be prayed for, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm up here and I just knelt down and God gave me a vision of my heart and that it was broken and that he was pouring all of these hopes and dreams and things in, but they were draining out the bottom because it was broken. And it wasn't that God wasn't pouring these things into me, but that I needed to have my heart healed basically. Um, and that has been happening. Amen. And
1: Hallelujah.
5: Hope has come back and um, faith has been building and its, it's um, relationships have been healed and the abundance and the the favor have started to flow again Amen. and it's been a long time and as of last well a couple weeks ago we sold our house we were able to get completely out of debt Amen. we were able to find a beautiful home a beautiful apartment and fresh start and i just know that it's because of god healing my heart and, Amen. And, big part of that is just being here and being in a safe
1: place, so thank you. More and more in Jesus' name. Come over here.
2: For a number of years, um, my husband and I have um, had a home and office cleaning business and uh, the Lord has really blessed us with our work and considering we've been doing it for uh, I've been working at it for 28 years. Um, All of the physical work had started to affect my joints and my body. And I just did not want to do a lot of things after we got home. And my body had just gotten to the point where all I wanted to do was sit or lay down. And my husband, after seeing me watch a few of the uh, Andrew Womack TV series, purchased $700 worth of his teachings. And considering we drive uh, about 30 to 40 minutes each day, each direction, uh, to work. We have been listening to those stories, and we have helped a customer, and I can go into that further if anybody's interested, that 1st of of July was taken into emergency room, and um, they did not have much hope for her. This week we talked to her. She is back in her independent living apartment. That's awesome. And with um, all of the changes that the Lord's been doing in my life in particular, this week he has said, okay, you are healed. But now you've got to start putting your actions to that. And with all of the cleaning of the windows, my shoulder had gotten to the point where I could almost not lift it higher than this. And today, yeah. just a smudge of pain. So he is glorious.
1: Awesome, hallelujah. Go ahead. <laughs> You're okay.
2: Yeah. Um,
6: well, I just want to say that um, through this church, you know, God has been teaching me a lot of things, you know, um, through the supernatural. But it, God has also been teaching me in my personal life, you know, that He is very supernatural and He works through anything and everything. You know, just within the past six years, I've gone through like a huge battle with my daughter. And um, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, just with the courts and stuff and I've been listening to testimonies of like Bethel and and this is a church that teaches alongside that same teaching but God showed me personally through like something that I needed you know God is so mass he is so huge and he works through anything and everything even technology so there's a testimony that I listened to of Chris Balaton where God gave him a technology coding to where he needed to do for his business when he first had a business, and God gave him the formula. So I was like, God, I really need, you know, to get this text, you know, that I need for court. It was on a different phone, and it was on a different app that i never had, so I didn't have that technology to to use that. And um, so I was just praying, and I was like, you know, I didn't need to have that certain text, but God knew for me that I needed that, for him to show me through the relationship that I had with him, that he is all-powerful, he is all-magnificent. And so through a different phone, through a different app, I was able to get that text through years of not having it and not being able to have that. It was on a different phone, that's impossible. That's
2: impossible.
6: But he showed it, he showed it, and so every time I come here, which I haven't been consistent, which I apologize, but every morning on You're Sunday okay. mornings, I think of this church because God is here. You know, you guys teach the supernatural. You teach, you know, how God manifests in every everything through away from a church. God is all powerful. He's all omnibus, omnip- however you say it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, it's just that there's, You know, he's so much bigger than what we think and what we know and through Quantum physics, you know, quantum mechanics—he can transcend anything because he created anything. And so it's just through my personal relationship, God showed me how powerful how He is, and through anything that He's worked through. And I'm—I'm I'm glad that each Sunday morning when I wake up, I think of you guys. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to be able to make it today? <laughs> um, and and so I know that this is a church that I'm in good, solid Bible teaching, sure. but also that you know, this is a church which you're able to use these same tools outside into every problem that God is able to manifest in every single thing that you have a need in and I can testify to that and so Amen. thank you, Pastor.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Give everybody a hand. Hallelujah. I hope that encouraged you. That encouraged me. If we could all stand up. I'm going to pray for everybody and I'm going to dismiss service. There's lots of food and cake. We want you to have fun. Fellowship. Uh, if you have kids, please go get your kids and um, Uh, It's going to be awesome. So sign up for small groups and uh, talk to everybody out there. Father, thank you for everything you've done these two years, and we believe you for many great things to come. We thank you that these testimonies in our history, they prophesy our future. And we just thank you for that. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you. Go have a great, go eat some food.